This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Friends and family, it is bonus time. Bing, bing, bing. It's like a lost episode or a, a special feature on the fourth disc of your Blu-ray set. Welcome to this bonus episode of your home for everything current, up-to-date, modern-day wrestling, Place Be Nation's main event. This isn't even going to be numbered. It's almost like it's not canon. I am Scott Criscolo. Um, we, the truth is, we wanted to, number one, we wanted to catch up because we were kind of behind because we had an off week. So I wanted to do back-to-back episodes. Uh, and number two, I think it's kind of hard for us to not do an episode because it's a pretty big pay-per-view coming up Saturday. If you're listening to this as it drops tomorrow night out at my former home of Showtime, and my co-host knows who I'm talking about, the Kia Forum in Inglewood. Let me bring him in. I, I'm, I'm trying to think back right now to the last time this gentleman and I actually did a pod alone together. It may never have happened. I think he's always been in an ensemble. Because he is the perfect team player. Ladies and gentlemen, this is amazing. It is uh, it is my privilege to have one of the OGs with me tonight. The Boogie of the Bayou. Andrew Reach. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, you're the you're the Kareem you're the magic the Kareem. Well which one? You probably are Kareem and I'm magic. Like I you're older and I you know, I'm kind of the upstart who has to like spice it up and Yep. I am the all time you know, leading scorer. Get the get the fight yeah, get the fast. Well you were. <laughs> I, I was the all time leading scorer. The the all time Potter. I I I wonder which one that is. That's probably Kim Justice. But <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Or somebody hey. else. <laughs> There's gonna be some Gen Z kid who's probably had more podcasts than anybody in Amer in the history <laughs> of the world. You, you got to think there's somebody trying to like get that record. Like, what's the record for a podcast? You know. <laughs> well, I guess back. I, I'm sure there's a decent amount in the world, but I mean, honestly, in terms of just in the last. You know, well, in February, it'll now be 13 years that, that at least, you know, Mr. Rosero and I have been doing pods 13 years. Um, we've got to have done. If you're just going by hours. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. I mean, oh, you man. think of the marathon shows we did early on, the live watches, um, the fucking Christmas specials that are four hours long, the the tournament ones you and I did back in the day with me and my brother. It was kind of sad that we didn't do a March Madness preview and you kind of won the national championship. I mean, I think I did it on purpose just to shut my brother up, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, maybe we'll do another one. Maybe you'll cry. Maybe you, no. maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll do that this year. Uh, I think I was thinking about when you were bringing me in, I do think we did one where it was kind of alone, where we interviewed Jeff Perlman. Yes. Way back. That's in the right. Day. It was you, me and Jeff Perlman when we did um one of his awesome books. I don't remember which one. Was it the Showtime one? Uh, I believe it was the one, I think it was the show. No, 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 no. It wasn't the Showtime book. It was, um, I think it was just a random conversation, you know, it where I remember, I remember asking with, uh, a question about John Rocker. Um, we talked and we tried to get him to write a book about the Big East, but Dana O'Neill got to it first. Yeah, um, I know. And he wanted I, to do one. Yeah. And he did Showtime. I remember Showtime came out right after Kobe died. Because he had to write a a, a new yes. forward about it, yep. um, you know it's yep. it's ironic because 
you know, because we're going to talk about AEW Full Gear a lot. They actually were going to change the font to make it look like Winning Time, which is a HBO show that was based on the Laker Dynasty. And they, yes. I don't know what it was. I don't know if they said, eh, we didn't approve that. The Lakers are telling you to take it down. Or it was because they canceled the show, which is legitimately true. Um, or there's a third option, and that was uh, the flamethrower beat them to it. Because um, if you remember, uh, WrestleMania weekend, uh, Carmelo Hayes, when he defeated Braun Breaker to win the NXT championship, he had the winning time font. So I wonder if WWE actually still had the copyright and just weren't using it. So that's possible. I mean, they're, well. they're too busy uh, sponsoring bowl games. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> sponsoring bowl games, putting pay per views in France. Like, uh, what a crazy. <laughs> I can't believe there's going to be a, a pay-per-view in France. That's yeah. not right. For those that don't know, the news came out yesterday that Backlash uh, in the spring, May 4th, actually, the next pay-per-view after WrestleMania in Philly, is in France. So that's two pay-per-views. Well, and you, four, and not you, counting you know two. What's e- you know what's even more amazing? Hayden mm-hmm. Christensen is in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible joke. Oh, God, that's awful. Um, <laughs> um, I couldn't think of a French person in Star Wars. Technically, that's four pay-per-views next year mm-hmm. in in uh, in uh, a non-US or non-North America because obviously they're you know they do pay-per-views in Canada. But yeah. of course, next year is the two contracted shows in Saudi Arabia. We've already got the pay-per-view in at the end of August in Berlin, and now beginning of May, we'll have a pay-per-view in um, France. Yeah, and AEW dipped their toes. You know, they did Canada for Forbidden Door. Then they did All In London, which was have, had a crazy turnout. They already want to do another one in 24. They announced, One of the great, quote-unquote, huge announcements by Tony Khan was that they were going to put tickets on sale for the 2024 All In. It's like, that is not a huge announcement, Tony. Please stop. No, it's not. No. <laughs> and, he is going to have a huge announcement uh, tomorrow night, though. We're going to talk yes. about that. Okay. Uh, so as, as Boogie mentioned, uh, Full Gear. The fall pay-per-view by All Elite Wrestling uh, will be tomorrow night at the Kia Forum in Inglewood. Um, my favorite forum moment. Um, was it when Ric Flair beat Hulk Hogan by countout and we <laughs> never saw WrestleMania because it got shitty box office? Yeah, that, well, that was, also, that was also the Cow Palace, too. That was also a stupid one. No, I, I would never no, tried to hunt down a match more on YouTube than Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair in the forum because I always no. heard about it and never saw it. And that's the one that everyone says. Torpe- I, that's not I don't I don't think that's what did it. I just don't think Flair won. I don't think Hogan wanted to lose. That's why. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, Marvin Gaye doing the the national anthem. His national anthem was badass. Let me tell you. Yeah, that's an all timer. Better than Carl Lewis's. Um, <laughs> uh, oh God, because uh, most of the great, most of the great Showtime moments were usually on the road. I guess Game Six of '88. Even though uh, uh, Isaiah had that crazy third quarter on one leg, uh, Kareem hit a couple of big free throws. The Lakers. Who do you think would have played Isaiah in winning time? <laughs> himself most likely it was i got it it's carmelo hayes carmelo, carmelo hayes, hayes. Was gonna yes. play <laughs> carmelo hayes. all right so full gear is uh tomorrow night at the kia forum uh boogie and i will go match by match we'll talk about the matches i want his thoughts on the build and what he thinks is going to happen there's nine matches eight on pay-per-view proper and then one pre-show match and then of course the other big thing going on tomorrow night is that uh, tony khan is announcing his uh, Tony Khan is announcing his uh, this big signing, and it's not who everyone thinks it is. I'll tell you right now, but we'll get to that in a minute. We'll do that one last. All right, 
So nine matches. Uh, Boogie, overall, I know you and uh, you and JD, uh, of course, do the great AEW show. Um, what have your thoughts been on the build to this card? So I kind of just stepped away from AEW because of life things, but I do follow it very closely, and I was able to dive in pretty quickly. There were some things that I knew going in, even before I watched it for the last two weeks in a binge of like, oh, yeah, it's going to be MJF and Jay White, and it's going to be this and that. But I kind of came away disappointed. It feels like a lot of sequels, and I know some people hate like follow-ups. Uh, sometimes they never, you know, it, it, there's always this mantra that it never lives up to the original. But like Hangman and Swerve Two, and Moxley and Orange Cassidy Two, and like there's like there's it feels like almost a continuation of something that happened before. Like it doesn't feel like other than the Bullet Club uh, stalking MJF and the Devil thing. It doesn't feel like anything that came out of like that the fall season is feels fresh other than maybe Tony Storm. I've enjoyed that actually. I know yeah. a lot of people think it's stupid. Timeless I like Tony it. Storm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I have no problem with it. You want to hear a funny thing? Luther, who uh who's playing the butler now? Mhm. He actually paints himself gray. It's not a, it's not an optical illusion. He actually does it. <laughs> That's crazy. That's why I want him to come out in the forum with that, like painted gray. That would be hilarious. That is kind of nuts. I have to say that is kind of nuts. And they're kind of throwing in a little thing involving Mariah May, who they just signed from stardom. But that's very right. fresh. I don't know where they're going with that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I'm not sure either. I know they're big on her. I know that's a big that's a big signing for uh, that's a big signing for. Oh, she, for, she's a looker. And and so and she's gonna and I'm sure she's extremely talented. Start I don't think Stardom has like mid range female wrestling talents. They're good. All of them yes. are good. No, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you 100. percent Um, so yeah, so there's nine matches on the card. Uh, uh, for once again, MJF is wrestling twice. Uh, so we'll start with that on the pre-show. He and his whoever partner, unless he does another. Handicap match defending the ROH World Tag Team Titles against the Guns, Austin and Colton. Um, how long do you think this gimmick's going to last before he finally just drops the belts? Because I don't think Adam Cole's coming back for a while. So, how long do you think before this this gimmick of him still holding the ROH tag belts continues? Yeah, I I think that they booked that match with the Righteous for um I think that was that all out of Wrestle Dream. I think it was Wrestle Dream. Um, I think they booked that match before he got injured. So it was one of those things where, yeah, well, we don't want the righteous to take it off of the guns realistically could do it, you know, and I remember they were kind of like gunning after no pun intended, the ring of honor tag <laughs> belts <laughs> against, um, um, uh, I think it was the, I think it was FTR. They were trying to take it off of them. Uh, so I can realistically see the guns winning it and parading around with the belts as part of the bullet club gold. Um, but I got a feeling because he doesn't really have a spot in the card right now. I think Samoa Joe is going to slip in and just basically help clean up shop so that MJF can still keep those belts and be his quote unquote protector for hire. Well, I mean, obviously, a lot of people, are, you know, are talking about the fact, which made no sense uh, the other week, that that uh, Samoa Joe uh, successfully defended the ROH TV title against um, Keith against, Lee against uh, yeah against Keith Lee, and then promptly forfeited the title because he wants to go after MJF's AEW World Title, 
which made no fucking sense because why didn't he just lose? Everyone's like, well, he's got to be protected. And everything. No, it's fucking Samoa Joe. And, and then teaming up to win the tag belts by relinquishing that makes even less sense. So, like, right. it, it's kind of booking yourself into a corner. But the idea is, hey, I'm doing you a solid, but you better give me my rematch. And when I do, I, I'm going to win the, the world title. You know, right. so that's the goal for Samoa Joe. And I think he's built that really nicely over the last few weeks. You know, I'm almost to the point where I think Samoa Joe is kind of a baby face, to be honest. Yeah. I know. I've been thinking the same thing. So do you think uh, do you think the guns win the titles here? They have a chance, but I think MJF's just going to retain. I just don't see a situation where MJF loses in the zero hour, which is the call, which is what their pre-show is called. It's not a right. pay-per-view yep. Uh, match. Yep. Okay. So let's go to the pay-per-view proper. We'll start with, let's see, there's one, two, three, five titles on the line. Beginning with the world, uh, speaking of the uh, aforementioned timeless Tony, the women's world title as she gets her shot against Hikaru Shida. Um, I think this is, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. She's winning the title here. She should, she could do fun things with the belt in like skits. Um, so I think this is a no-brainer. I think Tony Storm wins the title here. I I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I don't want to say Akara Shida is like a placeholder. This is her third time holding it. You know, actually, I yeah, she beat uh she beat Soraya, but actually, when Soraya won it at All Out or uh, All in London, it was Tony Storm who was holding the belt, and that was because Jamie Hader got hurt. Um, I'd like to I'd love to see a surprise where like Tony wins but Jamie Hader returns. I love that. Um, I love Jamie Hater. And like, then we I have a like, feud where Jamie is trying to feud with Tony, and Mariah is the is the Betty Davis stooge. Like, they're, like I, I'd like to see stuff like that. I I, I think that TCM because that's what I call it. The Turner Classic uh, angle is really funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I feel like you know it's funny, Boogie. I feel like the um I feel like everyone has had since Jamie Hater got hurt. Everybody's been temporary champion for that, that belt because yeah think, i mean I and, then, and we can talk it. about it more but on the men's side in the fall of this year that's i mean aw has been snake bit but when it came to jamie hater they were just so thin at the women's roster in terms of like workhorses and people people who could really carry the belt that when hater went right. down that was like oh my god like who else can do this tony storm already did it um, when she was the interim champion, but they didn't want to take the belt off of Thunder Rosa yet, so they had her in this weird in-between um, right. before Hater won it off of her. But then they had nobody. Now they're doing gimmicks, and gimmicks sometimes work, like Tony Storm, and then sometimes, you know, gimmicks don't work, like Ruby Soho macking on Angelo Parker. You know, <laughs> like, sometimes, yeah, that's weird. You, sometimes you hit and you miss. You know, so right. some people hate the fact that the... The, the women's side of AEW, they're not focusing as much on the wrestling. I'm sort of at a point where it's like, whatever gets your, whatever gets you the TV time, whatever gets you the TV time, just make do with it. And if it, if it, if it strikes hot, then good for you. Right. So I think we're both. I think I think I'm comfortable in the prediction. Whether it happens or not, we'll see. But I think yeah, Tony Storm. I think Storm will win the belt. I do think Storm will win the belt. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it kickstarted into a different angle right after that. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree with you on that, actually. All right, next, uh, a six-man tag. This is also almost a foregone conclusion, maybe. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen, and uh, Adam Copeland. Why couldn't they just... If this was Vince running AW, he'd just be called Copeland. Um, but anyway, uh, and Ric Flair in their corner, taking on Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. 
Um, I just don't see Sting losing any matches between now and when he retires. So I'm going to go with them. Uh, Nick Wayne will probably eat the pin. Um, and I think this leads eventually to somebody, maybe at that uh, pay-per-view in Long Island, uh, New Year's weekend, finally taking the TNT belt off of uh, Christian Cage. So, uh, which I think might be Edge, to be honest. Um, or, I'm sorry, Mr. Copeland. So, <laughs> I I like, that's gonna, I, I'm just going to get stuck doing that for a while. I've done it, um, I, you know, I, even even the couple episodes I've done with, of you know what that means since he um, showed up in AEW. I've done it, t- like, maybe once or twice. I'm like, I think I called him Edge. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's so, just like, I mean, he was that man for 20 plus years. Like, it's yeah. hard to shake it. Somebody should say, I think I know you. <laughs> Um, so I think, I think, what do you, so what do you think? You think, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll twist it. I think Christian will get the, like the flash pin on Copeland. Um, really? That would lead into a one-on-one because at Copeland will just be incensed that he got pinned. Okay. You know, uh, that, that's just the idea. I mean, Sting's not taking a fall. I mean, he's, no. he's on the farewell tour going into March, I think is when revolution will probably be. Uh, I just don't want Ric Flair to take a coffin drop because he will wind up in an actual coffin because he will be dead. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, I agree. I agree. I just, you know, Darby Allen here. The last thing we needed to hear is Ric Flair's doctor says he's he probably, he's not cleared. He's probably just saying it. Um, I think that's nonsense, but anyway, talk about a guy destroying his legacy. Um, all right. So next, uh, Title match number two, the International Championship, one of my favorite belts, actual belts in AEW. Uh, This feud has been kind of happening on and off for, what, the last half year, and that is Orange Cassidy defending the title against John Dean and Broxley. Um, uh, I used to think that Orange Cassidy was an interim champion, but I feel like they really dig him in this role. And this would be a huge win under his belt. I don't know if Tony, Tony has the guts to pull the trigger. So I'm going to say he doesn't, and I think Moxley wins the title here. But I would like to see Orange Cassidy keep it, believe it or not. I know everyone thinks I'm not an Orange Cassidy fan, and the gimmick is a little unusual. But the guy's worked his ass off. And I was actually watching a playlist on YouTube, on AEW's YouTube channel, of all of his international title defenses. Good worker. Got to give him his props. A little weird, but he's a good worker. Um, But the question, Boogie, is... Does Tony Khan have the guts to pull the trigger and actually have Orange Cassidy get a huge win on Moxley? Or is this just – if he, does he not have the guts and Moxley just wins the belt back? Oh, he definitely has – he definitely has the gumption to put Orange Cassidy over on John Moxley in this pay-per-view, for sure. But, I mean, I think Cassidy's been the hardest-working uh, wrestler in the, in the company in the entire year of 2023. He's been – pretty amazing in and out doing everything does the all out main event where he had a great match with mox to finish when that was a like a death spot like you're coming off of all in you got the punk firing and it's like everybody right. was down in the dumps yep. and they went out and they stole the show and i thought it was great the injury involving moxley where he dropped it to ray phoenix and then uh cassie kind of slid in and went it back um that I think was happenstance. Like I don't think any of that was actually intentional. No, it uh, wasn't. It wasn't. So, but but at the end of the day, Cassie's got the belt on him. Uh, he tried to do it. They did a nice little tune-up on Dynamite where he does the orange punch on Mox, but Mox does not sell it. Like he is in like 
Terminator T-1000 mode. It's like, I'm going to kill you. So, right. like, it's cre- it's creating that doubt of Orange, like, man, like, my, you know, I don't know if I have it in me to beat this guy. So, it's kind of a 50-50 scenario for me. I will predict, because it's like, it's like, it's like a sequel from a previous match. I'll just go the other way and say that that Orange wins it. You go 1-1, and then you finish it off at World's End. Interesting. Okay. All right. I'm going to pick up what you're putting down. I'm going to – I think he's going to Moxley winning is highly realistic. You know, he did sure it already. He beat him already. So, right. And he's, he's John Moxley, you know? Right. But I think Cassidy keeps it. I agree with you. I think I think on December 30th out on the island, I think we're going to see – I think we'll see the rubber match. I think we'll see mm-hmm. the rubber match. So I agree with you on that. All right. Uh, next, the Texas death match between one of my favorite guys, one of my favorite OGs in this company, Hangman Page, and Swerve Strickland. Now, of course, Swerve, Swerve is uh, – and, and the Prince are, are in – you know, they're, they're solid – uh, I am a big uh, Hangman Page fan, as everyone on the show knows. He's probably my favorite guy in this company. Um, I think Hangman wins. I think this match is going to be bloody as hell. I think it's about time somebody else got to bleed besides Moxley. So I think this match is going to be crazy violent, and I think Hangman wins. Yes, as a, as a as a huge fan of in highly inappropriate home invasions, I love this. I love this feud. No. <laughs> 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 I did. I, I will say, um, because sometimes with that whole thing where it's like, oh, they're, they're crossing the line, you know, they should call the police, you know, like Pillman and Austin. When you do that, it's there's sometimes where it's really like we remember the one last year with Swerve with Billy Gunn, where he was like cutting his fingers off so he couldn't scissors like that was dumb. This one was actually filmed pretty like cynically where it's like, wow, this is like really like this is this is not cool of swerve to do this at hangman's house then hangman cut a really nice promo on swerve where they couldn't have physical contact and he really lit him up and he said something like personal about him breaking up with his fiance or something i was like ooh. so long story short this has gotten personal and they're going to rail it up rile it up revolution this year had a texas death match with hangman page where he blew off his feud with john moxley and it was might be the best match AEW's had this year other than Omega and Osprey. It is bloody, it is violent, it is nasty. I think this one is going to be one in the same. Swerve won the first one uh, in Seattle, in his hometown. Uh, and I hate to be, like, you know, following the same track of, like, you know, it's got to be 50-50, but I can just see Hangman winning this one, and we go 1-1. Or get his win back. Right. It's going to be a great match. I actually think this will probably be the best match of the night. Really? Okay. Yeah, because Hangman looked a little. I, you know, I said this to Steve on the you know what that means show. He looked like he did. He he had the he had the vibe going into WrestleDream like he was doing the job. Where it was like, oh, okay, I'm you know, Swerve's going over here. I'll I'll work hard and I'll do my stuff here and I'll right. put over Swerve. But you know, they, I re, I even remember Swerve made a joke about his weight. And how he looked a little out of shape and stuff. Um, but Hangman seems pretty fired up. So I wonder if this kind of lit a fire in him from a from a competitor standpoint of like, okay, hey, let's really make something special out of this. Yeah, between. I agree. Yeah, that's one I'm looking forward to. I, I like I have a feeling that that this match will be I think it's gonna be one of the longest matches of the night. And uh, I like Hangman to win, but I think it's gonna be 
very, very violent. And I think I think this is one match where where we're going to get old school EC, uh, ECW, old school AEW, where every match was twenty seven minutes of gore, barbed wire, force, yeah. chairs, yeah. mattresses exploding, and yeah, exactly. You're going to see really, really wild. Swerve Strickland's a really creative guy, and not just with his move set, which he is. In terms of his like thinking out a match, he's pretty. I like the way he thinks. He is his mindset going into a match is what can I do that nobody's ever seen? You know, and so they're gonna try something. And I don't know what right. it is, but it's gonna be bold. I just hope yeah, it I is. Agree. I Will agree. it be as good as the Moxley one in Revolution? I don't know, man. That's a phenomenal match. Yeah, um, I'm not sure either. It'll be violent. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it will be as well. Uh next, uh we have a regular tag team match. Um, it is between the golden jets of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. <clears throat> and yes, the reason they're called the golden jets, I, I've seen this on some, uh, like on Twitter, other social media, people are confused what the hell golden jets means. Well, golden I thought that was Kenny... the name of, of Liberace and his little band boy in behind the candelabra. The uh, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> you're a moron. Um, no, um, no, uh, the Golden Jet was was Bobby Hull, who played for the Blackhawks. But A, both guys are blonde. And secondly, at least Chris Jericho is from Winnipeg, so he's a Winnipeg Jets fan, even though he does like the Rangers because his dad played for them. That's why they're called the Golden Jets. Taking on Matt and Nick, Mr. M- Mr. Mr. Buck. Now, if the Golden Jets win, uh, they get the Bucks world t- tag title opportunity that they won. But if the Bucks win, this this will be the last uh, match as a team for. Oh no! Chris. <laughs> I know. Uh, I like the Bucks here because I don't think this tag team is going to last. I think this is just strictly for fun. So I think I think uh, I think the Bucks win here. That is classic Chris Jericho booking where he, oh, they overthink it. Where it's like, man, we got to throw all these things in here to make it feel like it's an important angle. It's like, dude, he had two backstage promos to build this angle. There's nothing. Why, why are you throwing in these stipulations about, oh, well, we'll have to break up if we lose. But if we win, we take your title shot away. And it's like, uh, um, I'll go with Jericho and Kenny winning this one. Some people want to try to, I know they're going to try to build it up to give it the vibe of like when Kenny feuded with or uh, teamed with hangman and they had the tag belts and they wrestled the young bucks at, um, in 2020, that's not even in the same, like freaking stratosphere as that match. That match was totally different. And that match had great build and such and such. This is just going to be a nice little fun tag match. Mm. You know, Kenny gets to wrestle against, against Nick and Matt versus teaming up with them all the time doing elite stuff. So that it'll be fun to watch that side of things. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be like blow away. Great. And I'm not trying to say that it's Jericho bringing it down. Um, I think that, I think the bucks are also trying to go to a more of a heelish nature. Um, they even used a low blow to beat commander and, uh, and Penta leading up to this on dynamite. So clearly they're trying to be more of the baddies of this. And, while Jericho and K- Kenny Omega are like the untouchable, awesome team baby faces. Mm. I think it's going to be a great match. I don't think it's going to reach the level people think just looking at names on a on a screen. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's I do think it'll be a I think think it'll be a fun match. I think it'll I'd be like the to third see it. I would like to see it open the show. Um, I'm not going to lie, uh, Boogie. I uh, don't totally disagree with you. It does seem like a good opener. I think this match. 
Or I could even see, I think this match or Cassidy and Mox open the show. Okay. Uh, I think one of those two open the show. Um, all right. This match will not. I, I wouldn't, I, but this match could be in the middle. This could actually be the match before the main event. Uh, our TBS champion, Chris Statlander, who I had the pleasure of meeting in person. She was really awesome. Um, taking on Julia Hart and Sky Blue in a three-way for the TBS title. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Um, okay. I think Chris Atlander has put in a lot of good work. They're putting her in a position where she's having, like, like we were talking about with Timeless Sony Storm, where they're doing a lot of promos and doing a lot of like character things to try to put stories for to make the women wrestlers have interesting storylines on television. But for Chris, the only issue is that you know, as a promo person, as a babyface, she's kind of bland. And, like, that's not really her forte. Her forte is going to the ring, being strong, beating the shit out of people. And she hasn't been put in that position to do that as a champion, and she's being hunted. And the other side that, you know, I can kind of very quickly explain is that Julia Hart is part of the House of Black, and she spewed Black Mist into Sky Blue, which kind of puts Sky Blue into sort of this, like, emo funk. And now Sky Blue's got a gripe with Julia Hart, but... She doesn't like Chris Statlander either, so there's sort of there's sort of this three-way feud between all of them. Has Julia Hart gotten better in the ring? Of course. Um, she looked good in Wrestle Dream against Chris Statlander. Sky Blue is really good. I think Sky Blue's got some potential. But all three of them as as three ingredients in one match at this point in their careers, I think the best you can get is probably like a just above average women's match, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say Chris wins. I, I say Chris retains. Okay. I I think that Tony is going to finally pull the trigger on giving the House of Black some juice. And I think Julia Hart will win the TBS title. It's my upset okay. pick. Man, I like yep. how we're kind of alternating on the picks. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like – I think – I definitely – I think Julia Hart is because – our next match, I'm thinking almost the same thing. But I like Julia Harder. I love Chris Statlander. I do. And I like Sky Blue. And I think it's going to be a fun little 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 match where they'll bounce around for eight or nine minutes. But uh, but in the end, I, like, I have a feeling Julia Hart is going to win the TBS title. I'm probably pulling this out of my ass. But, um, but I do think that the House of Black is going to start getting some pub. Because our next match, a four-way... For the World Tag Team titles, your champions, Ricky Starks and Big Bill, uh, who, of course, upset FTR, are taking on FTR, taking on La Faction Ignorable, and then the Kings of the Black Throne, which is Malachi Black and Brody King. And I'm going to pull this totally out of my ass, Boogie, and I think Malachi Black and Brody King will be your new tag team champions. Mm. You know, they won the trios belts off the elite in in a pay-per-view when they were last on a pay-per-view like that. So, I mean, right. they, and well, they, they dropped it, obviously, to the acclaim, um, but they had they they, they they looked strong 
when you have them in a match, you want them to look strong. And because right. they're, I like their characters. I like Brody King's promos. I like Malachi Black's promos, even though half a time they don't make sense. But like, I, right. but the, but their matches are good. And you got some nice ingredients here with Roosh and Drislisico from LFI, who are kind of babyface-ish right now. They're sort of coming in like we're we're like renegades. We're we we don't give a crap when anybody else thinks and. Um, and FTR is FTR. They're trying to win the belts back. And then you got Starks and Big Bill. I don't see Starks losing at this point yet, like dropping the tag belts yet. Like I would I'll hold off and say and go safe and say that they retain the belts. And I think the match will be good. I don't think it will be great. We've seen some four way tags before in the middle of an AEW pay-per-view, and they're usually forgettable, but rock solid. So that's what mm. I'll say here. Okay, um, I I just I feel like the House of Black is going to get a little pub on this show. I think it's time for Tony to give them some a little push because um, I feel like they're good for for what special. Do you, what effects. do you think the What do you think the mist is? Do you think it's like that Venom stuff, like when it like the symbiote where it's like it crawls up your neck and stuff? <laughs> and like great, right? Here's the funny. Here's the funny part. This is huh. the kind of cool part when right. when when people are being corrupted by the mist. If you ever notice. The lore, Malachi doesn't really have the black paint, so it's the idea that it's being released like a vampire, you know. But when people aren't corrupted by the mist, it engulfs him. It like consumes him, and he gets more and more into his like weird paint thing. He got to a point where he almost looked like Roddy Piper WrestleMania Six. I was like, ooh, I hope the yeah. network isn't watching this. <laughs> yeah, we, don't need, we don't need to we don't need to cut that out when we get to the, the network. So. Look, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of like cosplay and makeup and stuff like that. It's awesome stuff. But th- there was there was some get ups that Malachi was doing in the early portion where I was like, "What are you trying to do here?" <laughs> you know? Right. But no, they're a strong tag team. I love Brody King. I don't know if you noticed, but the crowd every time he shows up, they love to do huss 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 like like the berserker. I don't know where that comes from, but I guess it's like he's like a rabid dog or something. Where he likes to like he likes to like say huss when he's in the ring. He's a big ass dude. That is uh, very bizarre. <laughs> what? Say. That is very bizarre, the hus hus. Like they do. Like, I'm telling you, like, he'll be in the ring, and every, all the whole crowd go, hus hus. You know how they're copycats. Like, they literally do the swerve dance because Prince of Nana does it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that's my upset pick. I like I like the 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 uh, kings of the Black Throne to win the Yeah, and I don't see FTR winning it back. I don't see it yet. No. Uh, and now our main event the AEW World Championship, Mr. Friedman will defend the title against Jay White. A lot of people, I mean, I think it's almost obvious that 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 uh, MJF is going to retain. Um, I know a lot of people consider this a quote warm over show, um, and that's fine. It's okay to have warm over main events as long as they're entertaining. I think this one will be entertaining, but uh, um. I just don't see Jay White winning here. I enjoy, I've enjoyed the storyline where they carry the belt around. I, lo- I, lo- I love when heels steal babyface belts and carry them around like they're their own. Um, but as much as Jay White has done a good job of carrying his end of the gimmick of the uh, feud as much as J- MJF has, uh, I don't see him winning here. I think MJF retains. Yeah, uh, MJF retaining, I think, is I would almost call it a no brainer. Um the one thing I'll bundle into this whole talking point involving the main event 
is just that maybe this is why I felt like there was just something left to be desired when I was catching up on AEW. I am not I am not a super huge fan of the MJF babyface storyline. Like, and I'm not trying to judge MJF being able to portray a babyface. He's doing a great job. But I think this was done out of necessity because of injuries. You know, Moxley gets a bad concussion. Um, Orange Cassie needs a break because he literally defended the international belt like for six or seven straight months. Right. Um, Daniels embraces orbital bone and he wants to come back and he wants to wrestle in a freaking round robin tournament before the year's over because he's a psycho. Right. Um, and um, the other one, um, I mean, Punk obviously getting fired. Um, and I know I'm missing another big injury. Uh, oh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole with the ankle. So they're like, it, there was like a lot of pivots there. And I think they just try to, okay, let's double down on MJF the babyface as the champion. And we'll have Bullet Club Gold as the DX trying to like be like the, be like the pain in the ass that's always trying to like pick, like pick on him and bully him and stuff. MJF is a strong character. He can do both. He can be a dickhead heel. So I don't know if the devil is just him flipping the switch and going back to being a heel again when everybody's healthy. Um, but at the end of the day, I think MJF's gonna win that. Gonna win that match. I like that idea that you said about sometimes like warmups. It almost reminds me when you said that. It kind of reminded me of like, uh, and I'm not trying to put it on the same pedestal as this match I'm about to mention because I fucking love this match. But right. Shawn, Mike, Shawn Michaels and McFoley in like September '96. That was an in your house. That was like a bridge show. It wasn't an sure. idea like like oh mankind might win the belt. No, that was never the goal. The goal was just to have Shawn get between SummerSlam and Survivor Series with the belt. What? Guess what? We had a memorable, awesome main event because they tried different yes, things. Will MJF and JY be able to pull it off? They built it to a point where you feel like they want to do something special. They want to give it 20 or 25 minutes. We've seen MJF go 20 plus minutes with Kenny Omega, 60 plus minutes with Brian Danielson. He can do it. Jay White, I think, is a really phenomenal performer. I know not everybody's a fan of his style, but I think mm -hmm. Jay White is a – I even watch him wrestle Mark Briscoe on Dynamite. He's fucking great. I think he's a yes. really good wrestler. Together, as a blend – what can they do after when they finally touch the ring? I think they could have a great match. Is it going to be like a super memorable, oh, wow, that really kicked the ass of every other match type of uh, main event? <sighs> I don't know. Hangman Page, I swear, is going to be great. Moxley Orange might be great. Um, but those are sequels. We haven't seen MJF and Jay White actually wrestle. So there's going to be some interest there. Um, in terms of the storyline, That you know, Scott, that's the part where it's really bothering me. I know what's going to happen. MJF's going to win. What happens after that, you know, with Winter is Coming, with Samoa Joe, with the Devil, with Wardlow, that's the interesting part. That's when it's like, okay, is MJF going to drop it now? Because he's had the belt for over a year now, and now I can see legitimate contenders. It's the only sad part is Jay White's not one of them. Right. No, he's not. But I can see Jay White winning something else down the line, another under my belt or such. Of course. You know, but – uh um, no, I, I see. And listen, I mean, I don't think anybody expected Mick. And speaking of cheap plug, if you'd like to watch a great live watch of In Your House Mind Games, uh, go to our archive at placetobe.podbean.com and check out the September episode of Wrestle Tracks. Myself and Greg Diener watched uh, In Your House Mind Games in, back in September. Um, and uh, we uh, live watched that show and that match. So check it out. And you know what's funny? When the Sandman spits his crap on, on the ringside, you can say, and Scott goes, that's me right behind him. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I know, right? Actually, awesome. I'm 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 messing around. I think that was the free for all. I don't even think that was the show when they did that. Uh, you watched it, you would know. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't because I was at the beginning because that because they they came out they were they were pointed out in the it was open, such a handy Bradshaw. like planted setup. It was yeah, like, it was, Are it you was kidding me. It was between Brad. Well, remember a year earlier, King of the Ring, the play, the, the the fucking Crotomus burned the building down. Um, <laughs> yeah, get a pile of crap. Um, no, because that was during the opener between Bradshaw and um, uh, not D'Lo. Um, Savio Vega. Savio Vega. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 The strap match. All right. So there's our picks for the show itself. But the but the one question that needs to be answered is who is this major uh, free agent signing that he is going and they're going, this person's going to sign their quote contract at the pay per view. I'm going to say it before you say a word, Boogie. I'm going to say right now, right out of the gate. I talked to I asked Steve Aloysius Willie earlier today. It is not. Will Ospreay. Oh, you, you went to inside sources because you know Steve is tight with Will Ospreay. He is very tight with Will. Will is not going to sign. Will is the Otani of wrestling right now. He could take his sweet-ass time picking his spot. He is not going to rush into signing with anybody, whether it's WWE or AEW, because it's going to be one of those two. Uh, he is not going to rush. So, And his contract's technically not up yet. I think the deal with I think his New Japan deal isn't up till I think February first, if I remember correctly, or March, January thirty first, something like that. So I do not think that uh, I do not think it is well Osprey. It is absolutely not. I don't think uh, I don't think Tony could contain himself if it was Will Osprey. So the other two choices, um, one of them legally can't happen because his no compete won't be up for another month, and that is Dolph Ziggler. Slash Nick Nemeth. Um, the other one, and this is this was Steve's pick, and this one seems the more feasible one, is the artist formerly known as Sasha Banks, Miss Mercedes Monet. Uh, that's who Steve thinks. I'm kind of leaning towards that too, um, because she could still do stuff for New Japan, because um, obviously she had to drop the belt to Willow Nightingale because she got hurt. Um, but I'm saying right now it is not, it is not Will Ospreay because he is going to he is not going to jump that quick. He is going to milk this sucker for all it's worth. He is the Otani of pro wrestling. He is going to get the biggest deal, the most scatole, as we Italians say about money, scatole, and uh, he is not going to rush this. So it is not Will Ospreay. I'm going to go with the former Sasha Banks. What do you think, Boogie? Okay, I'll give you my two joke ones first. <laughs> yes. First one, to top the Ric Flair signing, it will be the ghost of Buddy Rogers. <laughs> We're it's like a Nature Boy stable. We need to go back to more Nature Boys. Who's next, Buddy Landell? No, the next one is Mother Nature, <laughs> the, the original Nature. competitor. I mean... <laughs> and then Buddy Landell. And then the uh, uh, the second the second joke one would probably be Paul White uh, rebuilt as a robot, and he would be Robo with Saint <laughs> Powerhouse Hot. I got We say this song. about Paul White and that um that 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 really kind of fun but wild street fight that they had on Dynamite. I know he looked he looks like he looked like he was laboring almost like Andre in 1991 bad with his leg. But that was a very nasty bump he took where Powerhouse Hobbs slammed him onto the hood of the car. That was ridiculous. So if the point was to put 
hobs over as a big guy by, by I mean, oh, I did it in one fell swoop. But no, rebuild him and have him be like Robo Insano, you know, uh, to try to feud with. No, uh, I hate to be very like basic. I think it's going to be Nick Nemeth. If you look at the lining of the tweet, it bas- it says here that. Oh, damn it. I lost it. I'm so stupid. It had something about the beat. It had to do with being one of the most respected wrestlers, a pro who is known and respected by virtually every WWE, every AEW fan. That tells me it's a veteran. It's somebody who people have known for a long time. And I think that there is some no compete that they got around. And it's the former Dolph Ziggler. I, I know some people are going to be like, really, that's it. But I think that's what it is. I don't think it's Mercedes Monet. Okay, that's good. I hate, we both, I, hate uh, a, I hate to put a wet fart on it. <laughs> no, no, no. Like we've said, we we like that you and I have disagreed. Um, but we could both agree and quell the real AEW fanboys. It is not. It is not Will Ospreay. So I know yet no, you're saying that you're going to throw shade at WWE that they missed out on it. It is not. It is not Will Ospreay. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, the only other one I can think of at all, maybe Matt Cardona. But like I, I don't, nah, I don't nah. see that. I mean that, that I don't see that being on that level. Like I know as Matt long Car- as his wife's, as long as his wife's with the competition, that ain't happening. Right. So, like, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about. It. I hate to say this because TNA was recused of this. Every time there was a released WWE guy, they would like try to pump him up and sign him. But um, I just I'm just trying to think of the people who were who were cut in the summer, and. Right the first one everyone thinks of is Nick Nemeth. And I know he probably still wants to wrestle and Ryan is there, uh, uh, the Hollywood honk. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, if I, if this means I have to see matches, tag matches with Ryan Nemeth, I might, I might, regret, <laughs> I might regret the signing. Like, I'll be like, I'll be like Job in, um, in rest of development where like I made a terrible mistake. Yeah. But, <laughs> But oh, I, I think I think there will be like a genuine like surprise for people. Um, I don't really see. I see it more on the level like when Athena got announced and when I'm trying to remember. And, oh, like when Swerve Swerve showed up at AEW on a pay per view to announce the yep. signing. It's going to be on that level. I don't see it like as one of these things like oh, CM Punk is back <laughs> or something. Oh my God, John Cena. Oh, Cena it's John. It's John Cena. He's hosting an AEW version of Wipeout. <laughs> something. <laughs> Oh, it's Randy Orton. He actually signed with AEW this whole time. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, it's not one of those. Um, I'm more interested in this. I gotta give credit to Tony on this one from a narrative standpoint, as to just bridge all the injuries and all the lack of talent that they have. I want to know who the devil is. I want to know who that is. And so, yeah, but we're not. I don't think we're gonna find out in a, at full gear. I did. I don't. I think it's gonna keep going a little bit longer. Wardlow. No, man. Like, I think Wardlow is sort of like a renegade, a vigilante. He wants he's out for blood against MGF, but he doesn't have help. That's why Samoa Joe's trying to enlist the help so that he can be the one to say, hey, I know how to take care of Wardlow. Uh, and he right. doesn't have backup. He's a man alone, you know, which like kind of goes back to the Batista stuff. Um, I can see him wrestling winter is coming against MGF. That makes a lot of sense, to be honest with you, because that's a guy who MGF can't beat. And that there's a realistic shot he could actually lose it, um, in that scenario in December. But I mean, all, every a lot of people think it's Adam and uh, and Roddy and a returning Kyle O'Reilly. Um, some people think it might be Jungle Boy, you know, Jack Perry. 
So yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of angles you can go with that. You know, I'm kind yeah. of interested in it, but I I think that's one where we're gonna keep guessing for another probably month or so. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you because it's just starting. It's only been what a couple of weeks or a week. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be fun. You know, be funny who it was. It was Sting the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> or it's Vince. It was me. It was me, Ari Emanuel. No, it was me all along. And he bought. If that was this. If that was well, supposedly the one who's performing the role is actually wearing the mask. Supposedly, so if that was Vince, he'd be having that cane, <laughs> like the, like laboring towards him, like the like like Palpatine in Star Wars or some shit. <laughs> that is true. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so there's your there is your AEW full gear predictions and picks with myself and the boogie. Of course, AEW's next pay per view will be New Year's weekend, Saturday, December 30th, World's End. It will be uh, at the old haunt of the New York Islanders, the old mausoleum, the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. And then, of course, the next show after that will probably, as Boogie said, probably be a revolution, which is where uh, Sting's Sting, last match. They right. will say farewell, correct. So the only match set right now is the Continental Classic Tournament Final match whatever the fuck that is so, <laughs> whatever that is we haven't figured that out yet but anyway um we'll figure that out uh boogie thank you uh you are the best have a wonderful thanksgiving um and for all of you that celebrate it in north america or at least in the u.s i guess i guess canada's thanksgiving is later or happened i think it already happened um for those in the u.s have a wonderful thanksgiving next week uh, enjoy football. Actually, on Thanksgiving morning, if you want something to listen to while uh, you're you're getting ready for dinner or you're bored with the Packers and Lions or whoever's playing the first game that day, I think it is Packers-Lions, uh, dropping on the feed that day will be a special, the, the November episode of WrestleTracks. Myself and Greg Diener will be live watching one of two shows. And we're not sure what yet because I haven't checked the poll. If you're listening to this on Friday, today is the last day of the poll. It'll be either... Survivor Series 1987 or Starcade 1987. I think last check I looked at the poll, I think Survivor Series was winning. So that's going to drop on Thanksgiving uh, afternoon or Thanksgiving at noon. So some of you want to listen to uh, while you're getting ready for dinner or you don't want to listen to the announcers on Fox for uh, the Packers-Lions or whatever. I think it's Packers-Lions first game. I think it's Packers-Lions, Commanders-Cowboys, and... I think it's Niner Seahawks is the night is the all right. I know is that Carissa Thompson will have a sensational sideline report. <laughs> yeah. She's going to talk to my lamp. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she's going to talk to Wade Phillips. Um, anyway, um, have a great uh, week, everybody. Uh, check out all the stuff this weekend. Uh, the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, a uh, new episode of YouTube Roulette this weekend. Of course, Dr. G and I with the PTB weekend special um, and all the great stuff. A new place to be podcast coming up. Uh, this Monday, uh, WrestleMania 26, big announcement on that show as well. Uh, so check that out and all the great stuff coming up in the coming uh, weeks as we close out 2024, uh, 2023 and get into 2024. Boogie, thank you. You're the best. No problem. Uh, have a great weekend and a great Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm Scott. He is Boogie. You've been in the main event. Enjoy. Wait, Continental Classic, Intercontinental is Gunther the surprise? It's been so long. I love you. But shut up.